And you are looking live from the news capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. You've landed on the Ayn Rand Center UK, our YouTube channel, and the Daily Objective. I'm Jonathan Honig from CapitalistPig.com. Delighted to have our worldwide audience. You know, we are domiciled in jolly old England, but we have a worldwide we have a worldwide audience from all over the world joining us on the Super Chat and, and uh, through YouTube and through all the other electronic channels. So it was delighted to see you with us today. We've got a really fascinating uh, broadcast, something that's not only pulled from the headlines, but of course, always influenced by Ms. Rand's philosophy of objectivism. We are all students of objectivism, but here at the Ayn Rand Center UK, we bring you some of the brightest minds in objectivism. People like James Valiant, Don Watkins, Raka Ali, Mark Pellegrino, so many more, Harry Binswanger, of course, with HBTV and, uh, and what we do here every day with the Daily Objective. So it's our discussion with you. We need you to be part of that discussion through the Super Chats, through uh, becoming a subscriber on the YouTube channel, and even more importantly, becoming a subscriber at Ayn Rand Center UK. So let's trade. I'll give you some, hopefully some value and you'll give us some value in the Super Chats today. We're gonna talk a bit about uh, something that is, well, it's, it's dark, it's pretty dark. Um, what you're looking at there is anything but dark. It is the Manhattan skyline. And when I look at that beautiful view, it makes me think of Miss Rand's quote from the Fountainhead. I would give the greatest sunset in the world for one sight of New York's skyline, particularly when one can't see the details, just the shapes, the shapes and the thought that made them. And I've always had that love of skylines. In fact, in New York, when they opened what was what is the the world's highest outdoor building climb last year, I was among the first to climb up the side of this immense skyscraper in Lower Manhattan and actually dangle off the side. It's really an unbelievably exciting moment, uh, one of the more memorable moments of my life. It's what makes this news out of Europe this week so dour and so depressing and so, as they say, ripped from the pages of Atlas Shrugged. It was announced this past week that the Eiffel Tower will now be cutting back on its, its hours of illumination. The headline from The Guardian, the energy crisis to cast Eiffel Tower into early darkness. It's the fall darker earlier because of the energy crisis. Paris City Hall is expected to propose this week that the monument, which is among the most visited in the world, should go dark more than an hour earlier than usual. And so what you saw there, that beautiful lit up tower is now gonna be uh, unlit for an hour earlier. What's most interesting is that, this is again, according to the Guardian, the move to curtail the lighting is seen as a way to set an example for the city, for the reduction of city illumination in general. The head of the tower's management said, it's a highly symbolic gesture, part of the growing awareness around energy sobriety. So in fact, that nighttime lighting only accounts for, as they say, 4% of the whole energy. But this is the, my understanding here, this is the philosophy, if you will, that's now imbued into Europe and certainly into France is this idea that you need to set an example by extinguishing the light, turning out the lights. That's how you set an example. Now, not, not illuminating the world, but uh, uh, silencing it, emptying it. Thank you, Roland. Roland says, this is why we need a new enlightenment. And you're right. I mean, it starts with 
the ideas, Roland, and we so appreciate you being part of what we're doing here at the Iran Center UK and hopefully spreading some of those ideas because I, I think you, like me, see these uh, towers being turned off is pretty horrifying, but this is what's uh, the world, it seems certainly in Europe is turning into and the world writ large. We're turning back to what Ms. Rand wrote about in the anthem. I mean, a world lit by candles, a world where you have you know candles to read and, and work by, a world moving backward in darkening the world, Endrick says, it's exactly right. And this is not just in France. Berlin announced this past week or this past month, they're gonna switch out the lights on several monuments and historic uh, buildings overnight. Uh, 200, uh, 200, what they're describing as emblematic buildings will quote, eventually no longer be lit at night at all. So they're just taking these and I'm not a fan of a lot of German architecture, but you know, here's the Berlin Cathedral is just gonna be dark, dark all night, dark uh, as part of an ener energy saving measure. Same thing in Spain now, lights off at 10 p.m. for shop windows and monuments in Spain as part of the government's energy saving plan. And there in the lower right hand corner, you see there's the, you know, to me, it looks pretty spooky, you know, a dark uh, street, not a lot of lighting. Um, shops will have to turn their windows lights off by 10 p.m. in Spain uh, until at least November of next year. So when I see all this, uh, all this going around, it made me think of Dr. Peikoff's book from 2012, Dr. Leonard Peikoff. Dr. Peikoff is Ayn, Rand, Ayn Rand's intellectual heir. He's the world's foremost scholar on objectivism, bar none. And he wrote a book in 2012 called The Dim Hypothesis, the subtitle of which, Why the Lights of the West Are Going Out. And when I see what's going on across the Europe, all of Europe and even parts of the US and the Western world, this is exactly what I think Dr. Peikoff foresaw. Literally the lights of the West are going out. And this is not simply with the energy crisis, this celebration of turning off the lights, turning off modernity has been building for years now. I mean, it's, I don't even wanna say it's culminating, but it's, it's reaching new heights. But you might've noticed uh, something that's been celebrated for years now, which is called Earth Hour. The WWE, I guess, no, it's the WWF now, they put this on. This is the, the hour or I guess the evening of the year that you're supposed to turn off all the lights. So here's Singapore, before Earth Hour, after Earth Hour. Uh, that's the uh, fancy hotel there in Singapore. Here's the uh, Patronus Towers, before Earth Hour, and then now during Earth Hour. And this is celebrated. This is seen as, oh, wonderful, wonderful, you're turning off the lights. And, you know, this is what's now seen as moral and inevitable, turning out the lights. de in darkening, as Enric says, in darkening, there's the beautiful Sydney Opera House. Oh, now this is much better. We've turned it out. It's in darkness. Uh, city of uh, Shanghai. And it's not just spooky when you see these cities in dark. It's not just spooky. It's, it makes me literally despondent. And it reminds me of the line, I believe Francisco says in Atlas Shrug, he stepped to the window and pointed to the skyscrapers of the city. He said that we had to extinguish the lights of the world. And then, and when we, 
And when we would see the lights of New York go out, we would know that our job was done. And knowing that's the minds, the, the, the minds of the world going on strike. When you see, start to see the lights of these major cities go out um, and you realize how truly frightening that should be for anyone who loves modernity, anyone who loves the West, free trade says, Energy sobriety, demand response, smart grids, all euphemisms for euphemisms for energy poverty, the implicit goal of the green movement. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you, Free Trade. You're such a great part of our philosophy posse. That super chat helps us keep the lights on, literally here, the intellectual lights on as well. And you know, we're seeing just that, as you're uh, uh, alluding to, all that philosophy of energy sobriety. We're seeing the lights of these major, wonderful countries and skylines go dark. And this has been imagined, you know, art often, as we've talked about my, at least my, my last couple of daily objectives, art is reflecting, you know, our political, our current culture, not our politics, but our culture and our philosophy. And one of the most celebrated pop artists that I haven't talked about in recent years is a French artist named Thierry Cohn. His shtick, if you will, his aesthetic, is that he imagines cities. He sh goes, shows you city portraits if there was no light at all. And this is his thing. This is, I believe, Spain. Oh, here's Paris, completely darkened. And these are pieces that sell for quite a bit of money. That's, this is his aesthetic to kind of imagine what if we had no light pollution? Here's the Empire State Building. Now, how truly malevolent does that look? How not friggin' fucking spooky does that look? I mean, how impossible does that look that you have this creation of man, absent man, where it, it, it's, it doesn't look like a nirvana to me at all. It looks terrible. Here's the Brooklyn Bridge, again, the artist, darkened cities. And this is presented now as the utopia. Wouldn't this be great if we had no light pollution? We could see that. But what about the light of the city? That's what's extinguished. It's man that's extinguished. And that should be, you know, th this type of art is so upsetting and, and makes me think of Miss Rannigan from Return of the Primitive. You know, here we have modern, the West, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had no air pollution, no light pollution? Miss Ran writing in Return to the Primitive, try to tell a Russian housewife who trudges miles on foot in sub-zero weather in order to spend hours standing in line at a state store dispersing food rations that America is defiled by shopping centers, expressways, and family cars. And there we have some photos there of terrible suburbia, gas guzzling cars, expressways, shopping malls. We love these things here at Idran Center UK. They are great advancements in human technology, ingenuity, man's thriving. And when we see, when I see, I'll speak for myself, when I see these uh, artistic renditions of here's Los Angeles, darkened cities with no light. I mean, it, it looks like a mortuary to me. It looks like a, a uh, it's a cemetery. Is that something to celebrate? Is that something I would want on my wall or I think is particularly beautiful? Not at all. Jeff says, back into the dark ages. I mean, truly Jeff, we're turning off the lights. We're celebrating turning off the lights in artwork now. That's what's being idealized in artwork and in culture and in ethics, not turning on the light, illuminating, 
but turning off and leaving these cities in darkness. Uh, here's San Francisco, the Oakland Bay Bridge. Again, the artist darkened cities. And Miss Rand again, as they say, she called it ecology, which was, you know, the environmental movement back in Miss Rand's time was known as the ecology movement. And she, she wrote in the Ayn Rand letter, ecology is a social principle, condemns cities, culture, industry, technology, the intellect, and advocates men's return to nature, to the state of grunting sub-animals digging the soil with their bare hands. And when you're in a city with no light and no energy, that's happening sooner than you think. So refresh your memory of what a city should be. Go even check out, here's a, a webpage about bright lights and urban photos of the world at night. They're not hard to find of how beautiful. Here's Greece at night all illuminated and someone overlooking Greece. Here's jolly old England. I understand that's what the UK is also known as uh, there in the evening all lit up with Big Ben. Here's Spain lit up, uh, all lit up with energy and light in the middle of the night. So we love cities, we love them illuminated and we thank you for helping us celebrate them and celebrating the ideas that make them here at the Ayn Rand Center UK. Support us, become a member at aynrandcenteruk.org, excuse me, aynrandcenter.co.uk. That's where you can find us online. And of course, right here on YouTube, become a member. Thank you, Jeff, for all the super chats today because thanks to you, thanks to Jeff, thanks to Bonnie, thanks to all of our super chatters and our members, we are the biggest presenter of objectivist related content in history. Even coming up today at 7 p.m. UK, we've got the Fountainhead Book Club that's exclusively for Ayn Rand Center UK members. The book club will also be live streamed for YouTube members. So for five pounds a month, you're getting access to making this experience of reading The Fountainhead, which we quoted today, that much more enjoyable. You're getting more out of it. You're learning more out of it. And it's not so you can win a bar bet about, oh, did Ayn Rand say this? But you're, you know, this is a philosophy which improves your life, makes your life better. So help us do that for you for just a couple of pounds a month. Robert Nasser uh, had 10, he had a, a super chat also that he said, Gustav Eiffel's mag magnificent tower goes back to the dark ages. Jonathan with his eye on the world and the world's markets is just the man to comment on this unfortunate development. It's so unfortunate, right? When you see these beautiful uh, creations of man lit up and now being unlit, being darkened, it's, um, it's sobering, and I think it's only the, it's 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 not because we're running out of energy. It's because of the philosophy that's need that needs to change. And Robert, uh, thanks to you, and thanks to what you're doing with the channel and all of your work, and thanks to all of our supporters and fellow students here with the Ayn Rand Center UK, we are making it happen. We are making the ideas heard, and I believe making a difference, mind at a time. So keep it tuned here for the Fountainhead Book Club. Become a member so you don't miss it. As we said, it's five pounds minimum, I believe, a, I believe a month for access to really unique content from Harry Binswanger, James Valiant, Rucka Ali. The list, could it does go on and on. So become a member and join us today and we'll see you back here same time tomorrow for the Ayn Rand Center UK and the Daily Objective. Best promises and be well.